Hey, good morning. You may be seated, but you may not be greeted. <laughs> and that's often repeated. Uh, sorry, I know some of you haven't been able to hang out with us a while. The bad jokes are still here, I assure you. Lots of them. Um, I try to be punny. Um, <laughs> he is risen! For those of you who don't know, whenever I say things like, he is risen, he is risen uh, it, the traditional response is to say, he is risen indeed. And uh, we celebrated him this morning. Some of you made it out to Port Mahon bright and early. It was bitter this morning. Uh, it, it was a good day to skip if you were going to skip an early morning service, but uh, <laughs> we had a great time anyway. Uh, we even had some people we knew stumble in later, and you know, it fu and funny, I don't know if anyone caught it, someone was FaceTiming it. I didn't know you get that good a reception out there, we would have tried to FaceTime it, so someone joined us via FaceTime, so I don't know, maybe it, it got posted somewhere online. Anyway, welcome! He is risen! See, you guys are doing great. You're doing great there. Hey, Easter is, uh, you, know, if, uh, you know, if you didn't realize today is Easter, if you didn't, then you probably don't own a calendar or, you know, go on the internet much. But Easter is really the most important holiday on the Christian calendar. Uh, and it's often misunderstood. Uh, I, I, every year I have some friend who posts that, you know, you're not a real Christian if you give out Easter eggs or something like that. Anyone have that friend? Uh, okay, no one wants to admit it. Uh, we, we do. We hand out Easter eggs. We did a, like an Easter egg hunt with the town. But that's, that's not really the meaning of Easter, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun little tradition. We can talk about where we got that. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of customs like that we actually just baptize from pagan things. Uh, but we'll take it because there's chocolate involved, especially Cadbury and Peeps. There's nothing more dividing in the world, I think, than whether you like peeps or not. Uh, I didn't realize it was such a strong division, because some of you apparently are haters and don't like peeps. You can leave the peeps to me. If you hate peeps, bring them in. Uh, I'll take care of them. Uh, you know, it's, it, but it's not about peeps. It's not about chocolate. It's not even about maybe a nice brunch with family. It, it's not, uh, not that family time is not good today, but it's really it's not the point of Easter. Uh, and today is a day we remember. We remember a lot of things. If you're married, you should try to remember your anniversary. That was good. You know, only a single person is the only one who said that. The rest of you are in trouble. Uh, <laughs> the rest of us, we, we remember birthdays, right? Some of us have remembered more than others. Uh, you know, today is a day we remember what Christ has done. And spoiler alert, he has risen. Uh, today we celebrate because of what happened on Friday. Now, I got to tell you from the, the beginning is sometimes I call Good Friday Black Friday. And so you never know what if I if I start mentioning Black Friday, because it seems like they should be reversed. Right. Black Friday is, you know, the day where we all go shopping and get good deals. So it should be, you know, I, I, so I, I connect that to good. And, and Good Friday is, is bad thing happens to Jesus, but good thing for us. And, and so it's, it's a, you know, we didn't do our Good Friday service this year because we kind of, we're socially distancing from the other churches we used to do it from. They're all COVID-y, you know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, today we celebrate because of what happened on Friday. Uh, you know, 
you might notice I didn't wear a tie again today. And we, we, had, we had a contest earlier because you can't see in the camera. Sorry, guys. But you know, Tyler's wearing a bow tie. Colin's got a tie on. Mark's got a nice Jesus tie on. And, and we, we, we voted on who's the best dressed. And you know what we came out as? It's a tie. But I'm bummed. <laughs> we, we miss Devin, those of you who knew Devin. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Friday we would have worn a suit because it was a funeral. It, it was bad things. Uh, Jesus falsely accused. Uh, you know, the, the crowd chooses Barabbas over Jesus. Uh, Simon of Cyrene has to carry his cross because Jesus is so, so badly beaten. Uh, and, and ultimately, God comes to earth and we crucify him. It's, it's a somber, modal, uh, somber moment. It, it's, so, it's so brutal. We actually get the word excruciating from the word um, to crucify. You know, it, 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 so it's this brutal mode of death. And the, the, the danger is sometimes when you're a believer, you're a follower of Jesus, when you, when you grew up in church, you've heard it so much, it becomes so familiar, you maybe don't think about it. But, but the, the reality is God comes, he wraps himself in flesh, he comes to us, and, and then he's crucified, but there's a purpose and a reason to it. In Luke chapter 23, starting verse 44, it says this, by, the time, by this time it was about noon, this is back to Good Friday, uh, and, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The, the light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. And there was this, this, this curtain in the sanctuary, and it was, it was ripped in two. And, and what, the, what the curtain did is the cur curtain divided the, the temple from the Holy of Holies, where, where God's presence was to dwell. And, and it, it's symbolic of the fact that, that because of Jesus, we now have access to the Father in a whole new way. And so in that moment, uh, you know, intimacy with God, this way to connect with him is, is open. And, and it said in verse 46, and th then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. And you know, there's a quotation, Psalm 31, 5 says, Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, a faithful God. And, and Jesus willingly uh, gives up his soul into his Father's hands, indicating he's, uh, that he's about to die, and God has accepted his sacrifice. And, and verse 47 says, The Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened. He worshipped God and said, Surely this man was innocent. Uh, you know, and <laughs> the religious authorities wanted him gone. A Roman centurion no notices that Jesus, he sees that he's a righteous man, and he praises God, and <laughs> he exclaims that he's a righteous man. Uh, and verse 48 says, And when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friends, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching. And deep sorrow, the, the ESV version of this we're reading from the New Living Translation says, they were turned home beating their breasts. This act of absolute devastation. And in that moment, you, you, you picture all the, the confusion, the bewilderment. The, surely, they followed this man for three years. They thought, you know, he, he's the Messiah. He, he's going to come into Jerusalem. They're, uh, on Palm Sunday, which we celebrated last, year, last, last week, he comes in and, and the whole town is excited and they're throwing coats and palm branches and, you know, they're, they're excited that Jesus is coming in. He's the, he's the king. They're, they're waiting for this redemption from Rome and then he's crucified. Certainly the people had 
not really understood what was going on. His followers, you know, are, are, are stuck in this. This isn't how we thought it was going to happen, even though Jesus had continually told them again and again. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of disappointment in life, 2020. <laughs> you know, 2020, I bet uh, on, um, for most of you, when you thought about the year 2020, and it was New Year's Eve, your 2020 vision, you didn't expect 2020 to play out the way it did, right? <laughs> there, there's disappointment. I don't think I have to tell anybody about disappointment. <laughs> and, and so, you know, there's, there's the things that didn't work out the plan. And despite the many times he told them, they didn't hear it. Their leader's dead. They're unsure of their fate. They, and they probably hadn't made plans for the future because their plans were to follow Jesus into his kingdom. They're arguing about who's going to sit on the left and the right. You know, who's going to be his number one, number two man when you come into your kingdom. And if the story ended here, that's a sad story, right? It's the end. But it doesn't. In, in chapter 24, starting in verse 1, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, uh, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And uh, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they entered, they, they did not find the body of Jesus. So very early, everyone else slept in. I think it's typical the women had to do the work. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they were the ones hanging out by the, the cross. They were the ones that got up early. They, you know, they, everyone else is going about their lives. And the women get up while it's still dark. And if we'd read in the previous chapter, you know, uh, he was crucified. Joseph of Arimathea had asked for his body, which, you know, it was not uncommon during a time of peace to let somebody uh, bury the body. And the women, you know, followed Joseph to know where to go. And then there's the Sabbath, so they don't do anything. And then they prepared spices and perfumes. And that was, you know, their, their way of embalming, if you will, to be you know, if you're familiar with today's customs, the way we do things, and, you know, it was to, to show honor, to give honor to them, and, you know, mourning would often last a week, and uh, people often inside the tomb and outside, and, you know, there'd be a, a stone kind of covering the entrance, because dead bodies have to be protected, and, and so it, it says the first day, so Sunday, and, you know, they find the stone rolled away, and uh, in those days, you know, bear, a lot of us are uncomfortable with death. A lot of us are uncomfortable talking about these things. But, but you know, death was very real then. And, and when people died, they, they often put them someplace and they would allow the body to decay. And then the bones would be gathered. You, always, you often see in the news, they find ossuaries. It's basically bone boxes. And, and, and so, you know, there'd be, uh, I always picture, you know, whenever you see like a picture of the stone rolled away, it's like this giant massive stone, which you know, it, it would be thousands and thousands of pounds. Could have been, probably not. More than likely, it would have been, you know, kind of like a champagne cork, something that kind of corks up the entrance and uh, not, not like strong man. I, you know, used to lift giant heavy rocks and, you know, big, that's kind of what I picture and the Husafelt stone. Some of you know what I mean. Some of you are bored. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they go in and they don't find the body. And Mary Magdalene runs off. And this is before texting or Facebook or Twitter. I don't know if they would have, like, filmed a TikTok. Jesus' body gone. What do we do? Uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, it's kind of funny because even, like, going into a tomb early in the morning... I mean, you'd probably be a little freaked out too, right? Kind of like the stones rolled away. You're like, hey, somebody else here. You know, don't jump out and scare me. I kick when I'm scared. Uh, you know, and, you know, uh, somebody, I mean, kind of like the picture of a scary movie when, when someone's doing something and you're like, oh no, you, you get tense. It, it's that kind of moment and you're, you're hoping no one jumps out. And, you know, some of you are scared to go in your crawl space when a pipe leaks. So you'd certainly be scared to 
you know, there you go. <laughs> it says this in verse 4. It says, while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. I, I just, I, I have trouble picturing this, but it's, you know, two very, very shiny people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I picture Steve Martin, Leap of Faith, and shiny jacket, you know, something. And it says, in their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? It, generally, when angels show up in the Bible, people are scared. Some of us are older. We remember the show Touched by an Angel, and it was always like, oh, look, there's angels. <laughs> I only watched the show once or twice. Maybe that's not how it played out. But, you know, generally everyone was like, ah. You know, in, in real life, when they show up, you're like, ah. <laughs> and, and so there's that moment. It says, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be, be raised again. And then they remembered his words. And you kind of picture, you know, even though Jesus, when you read the Gospels, you're like, how did they not see it coming? Because he constantly said it. But some of you have children, and you've told them, empty the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher. Empty the dishwasher. Some of your babies will get older and you'll say, empty the dishwasher. And then sometimes, then you say it finally one last time to them and they're like, oh, you want me to empty the dishwasher? Why didn't you say so? You know, because <laughs> but they remember it later. Or maybe it's those things your parents said to you when you're young that you kind of thought they didn't hear, but then they, they kind of later remember and say back to you. Uh, usually for me, it's after I've done something stupid and Josh is like, so what were you thinking? I'm like, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> But I'm glad you remember. And so it's, they remember what Jesus said. And it says, verse 9, when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and others with them who told this to the apostles. Now, the next line is kind of funny. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Why does it seem like nonsense? Because it doesn't make sense. I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral. <laughs> They're usually final. <laughs> it, it, it's done. Uh, and so you kind of imagine their shock. It's, you know, they're like, what are you saying? <laughs> but, but they did not believe the women. And, and Peter got up and ran to the tomb. I, I like how we read from John this morning. John always mentioned that that Peter and John ran to the tomb, and, and John mentioned that he won the race. He just didn't go inside first. Uh, Peter, you know, guy's bragging to the very end, <laughs> and he's the last apostle standing, so he can say what he wants. Uh, Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. You know, and you kind of picture him running fast and, you know, confused because dead people stay dead. And, and he's standing there and you picture Peter because Peter, remember, Peter denied Christ, if you know the story. Jesus said, you know, you know he's like, hey, I'll die with you. And, and yet he denies Christ three times. You know, and it's so the, the confusion, the shame, the everything. And imagine this, uh, and they wake up and they, they rush to the tomb and they're trying to understand. They're, they're, Peter's trying to make sense of things. He, he's racked with guilt. You know, John, you know, John, you know, he's waking up after seeing his good friend die and being asked to care for his mother. And now they're, they're saying he's alive. And 
you know, the, the first Easter would have to be a little confusing. It, it would be misunderstood from the very beginning. Be, because in the midst of all this, you know, it's, it's misunderstood. Now, as a child, I don't know if you knew this, I slightly misunderstood Easter. Anyone? Like, anyone, I, I didn't, you know, we, we would get chocolate and eggs, and it was, it was all very good. But I was always confused why it always fell on Sunday. Because, you know, I couldn't eat all my eggs. I had to go, you know, to church, and I had to eat my chocolate later. And, you know, I, I didn't kind of get it because I was little, and, you know, you, you, you don't understand things. And, and so, you know, <laughs> there, there's this misunderstanding. But, but the whole story, the story of the Bible, and something we've been talking about, we talk about the way to Easter, and the, the, the fact that, that God had a plan all along. And when you read the Bible, you read from Genesis through Revelation, there's this thread of a plan. And we don't all, we don't, sometimes we, we miss it. We, we don't see it, but you see the, these pieces that, that God was coming to redeem, even in Genesis and, and, all, and all through the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, there's this thread of, of God is coming to redeem. And, and here is that moment that even the disciples didn't understand. They grew up their culture reading, re, reading the Hebrew scriptures, hearing them all the time, and they didn't understand, but, but he was coming to redeem. And, you know, he was coming to restore and um, in the brokenness and everything, Jesus comes to restore. You know, it's been said that we're Easter people living in a Good Friday world because sometimes it feels like Friday when you're outside. It, you, there's, there's bad things, there's brokenness, there's devastation, there's things going wrong. But, but, but ultimately, we have forgiveness in Christ when we look to him. You know, and we have this opportunity for new life because of the resurrection. Without the cross, there is no resurrection. And without the resurrection, the, the cross is just a cruel punishment. But he is risen. He is risen. And when we come to faith in him, Easter then is this time to celebrate. This death on a cross brings us forgiveness. His, and, and then we have his resurrection, so we can experience his resurrection power now. And then we have the hope of resurrection to eternal life when we put our faith in him. He couldn't stand to see us in sin. Sin needed to be destroyed. You know, <laughs> and Jesus took it, all of this on because of his great love for us. Everything that was meant to bury you, all the sin, all the junk, all the hurt, all the harm, it, it is taken on to Jesus and it's buried in the tomb. And God offers this relationship with him as a result of that. Not, not a religion to be endured, but a relationship to be enjoyed. You know, we often talk at Deep Water, we talk about his love, his grace, and mercy. And John 3.16, I think, captures some of what that love is. And he says this uh, in a verse familiar to many of you would be, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life you know nails didn't hold him on the cross love did uh, the, the grave couldn't hold him he, he was raised to life for you and me so that we can have life uh you know mercy you know we we don't get what we deserve for our sins and failure we deserve punishment we we we, we deserve uh you know bad but we get good 
we get grace from God. Grace is being made right with God uh, by the sacrifice of Jesus. He washes away our sin, wipes away our failures, destroys all that we've done to break a relationship with him, and he invites us to have this relationship with him. You know, there's a, a little CrossFit tradition, and I know some of you did the Good Friday wad. Um, somebody sent it to me, and they're like, hey, are you going to do this today? And I said, nope, uh, he paid the price, so I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> now, it's fine if you want to do the Good Friday wad. It's just a, a thing we do as, as CrossFitters. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I'm going to skip it because it's horrendous. Uh, <laughs> It's fine if you want to do it because you want to identify with Christ. It's fine if you want to do it because it's a good workout. But you don't have to earn it because he paid it in full. You don't have to go through a wad. He did the wad for you. <laughs> workout of the day is what it is for those who don't speak the terminology. Sorry. Sometimes I forget that other people, I feel like I'm in the military. We've got all these acronyms for stuff at the gym and some of you don't. Anyway. You military folks know. Romans chapter 4, verse 25 says, He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Because he is risen, we can live a new life. Because he is risen, we can live forever in him. The resurrection isn't just something we celebrate once a year by dressing up and going to church or getting up early in the morning and going... To, to a service <laughs> out at the beach or, or finding colored eggs left by a rabbit, which doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but uh, taking some pics or video for TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, uh, it's not just something we, we post because it's, you know, a, a day where we post all kinds of things about he is risen. It's not just a story we read once a year. Uh, the resurrection is something that changes everything. It changes the way we live Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday. It, it changes the way we live our lives. Romans 12:1, and we read this in the men's Bible study yesterday, and it's a verse we've read a few times. It says, uh, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a, a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Uh, the message, uh, he uh, says it this way, he says, take your everyday ordinary life uh, and place it before God as an offering. You know, God is looking for those who would take their ordinary lives because of something God did that was extraordinary. And, and we live differently because of that. You know, and if you've never heard this before, you know, whether you're here or you're online, you know, uh, make this your story. Put your faith in Christ. It'll, it'll change the way you see life. It'll change the way you live life. And ultimately, there's no better life than that and so talk to a friend who maybe brought you reach out to us would love to talk to you that uh, and you know because christ is risen, he is risen now for many of us we've heard it all before you know it's it's, it's a story you've maybe sat in church and heard a hundred times uh maybe if you're a hundred years old <laughs> you know uh and there's a danger and a challenge for us that it just becomes too familiar right like, you've watched a movie so many times that it, it doesn't thrill you anymore. 
But at Easter, Christmas, the, the holidays are this time to recalibrate and remember the simple things. It's the fact that Jesus came at Christmas, the fact that he, he, he died on Good Friday and he rose on Easter that we can have new life. And, and so today is a day to remember that. And, you know, because we, we know the stories in the Bible. We, you know, we expect the leper to be healed. We expect the lame to walk. We accept, ex, you know, expect the blind to receive Christ, uh, or to receive sight. We expect Jesus to be raised from the dead. And, and so the longer we ha- we are in Christ, the easier it is to take that for granted. So take a moment, recalibrate, remember what he's done, because he has risen. <laughs> and we all have the, the same offer. If we put our faith in him, we turn from living our own way, and we get to live this new way of life for now and for eternity. Today we celebrate new life in Christ, because Christ is risen and we live with hope because of a living Savior. Because he is risen, he is risen we have new life. Because he is risen, he is risen we have power over sin. Because he is risen, he is risen we have new purpose for our lives. And because he is risen, he is risen we can live differently and see others transformed by his grace. Christ is risen! Let's celebrate new life today as the band comes back to play because he is risen.